It's Vision Sunday, hands down one of my absolute most favorite days of the year every year. You know, I love the vision of our church. It's simple and it's profound. The vision of City Hope Church is that we'd be a church who is passionate about helping people find, carry and bring the hope of Jesus Christ. And so that's our vision. Uh, on a Vision Sunday, we're not here to change that vision. Uh, but what we do do on a Vision Sunday for the past five years, ever since 2020, uh, in the, the months leading up to the new year, uh, as elders, we pray and we seek God about a sense of prophetic direction for the year ahead for our church. And it's just amazing. I love it every single time we do it. 2020, uh, we had the prophetic direction of being hope bringers uh, to Joburg, to South Africa, to the ends of the earth, all of humanity. Uh, the next year, uh, we spoke about uh, reflecting the hope of heaven and living out uh, being a house of hope here on earth. Uh, and then the next year, I loved cultivate uh, the spaces, places, relationships in every one of our lives, how to bring hope uh, into those unique spaces and places. Uh, and then, of course, last year, just so epic, I, I believe it was so timely, uh, speaking about His presence in our lives. Uh, what I've loved about uh, these prophetic themes and directions is uh, it hasn't been all scattered all over the place. We've really seen over the five years how God has used each one, how He's built on each one uh, and almost woven together a tapestry, a bigger story of what He's wanting to do with us here at City Hope Church. If we go back to 2022, the theme for that year was cultivate. It was so cool. I love that one. Uh, talking about the unique spaces and places and relationships that God puts in our lives uh, to speak and bring the hope of Jesus into it. It was so good, so pivotal uh, that year. Uh, and then we jump into last year and we spoke about being a people of His presence. Uh, such a timely uh, point in our story as well, to know what it is to be a people of God's presence, uh, to let the presence of God go deeply within us. Uh, we know that the presence of God is in us. And so uh, we spent the whole year just saying, what is it to live a life in God's presence, to live a life of holiness in His presence, that there's that depth. And we said there's also the stretch, the depth of God's presence, but also the stretch of His presence, that it's not just all about us, it's not just for us, uh, but it's for everyone. Uh, and so that was really pivotal and really exciting. And I'm just so excited to say that I believe that in 2024, God is taking us into that stretch that His presence is for everybody. So yes, there is hope for South Africa. Yes, there is hope for Joburg, but there's also hope for all of humanity. Yes, there are spaces and places and relationships in our day-to-day -day lives, uh, but there is also the hope to be shared with the ends of the earth. And I think that's what's so exciting about being in the Gospel of Mark this year, is, is Mark's all about that. He's all about spreading the good news of Jesus far and wide. And, and so words like immediately and urgency are all over this gospel. And I believe God's really calling us this year into that stretch. That yes, there's hope for South Africa, but there's also hope for the rest of the world. There's hope for America. There's hope for Europe. There's hope for Asia. There's hope for the rest of Africa. And yes, believe it or not, there's even hope for Australia. Can I get an amen? There is hope for the whole world. And I believe God is saying to us, come on, let's bring that hope to the rest of the world. I'm so excited to announce that the prophetic theme for our church in 2024 is tell the world. The most famous Bible verse in the whole Bible is that for God so loved the world that He gave us His only Son. It's so awesome. And so we've got good news for the whole world. We've got good news that Jesus lives, that there is hope for everybody, that there's a king and a kingdom, and that everybody is invited 
into that. Now you might be thinking to yourself, well, how does that work? How, I'm based here in Joburg, I'm sitting here, how do I have any influence on the rest of the world? Well, that brings me to this amazing concept of roots and fruits. You see, I totally believe that God does this. He, he puts um, burdens and passions and hearts in us for other nations and for other parts of the world. And I believe that He produces fruit in us to be able to reach those other parts of the world. But I believe that it starts first with our roots. Our roots come before fruits. If we're going to be able to reach the rest of the world, it starts at home first. Actually, in Jeremiah chapter 29, God actually tells us what He wants for us. Uh, he's speaking now to the Jews who had been forced out of their homeland and they'd been forced uh, into, uh, to, to settle in a foreign land. And God tells us right there and then what He wants from us. Verse 4 says, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Verse 5, Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. And then it says, pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. You see, this is exactly how God works. He plants us somewhere. He, he plants you and He asks you to let your roots go down deep in that place. And so if you're here today, if you're in Joburg in 2024, it means it's no accident. God has put you here. He's planted you here. And He's saying to you, let your roots go down deep. Develop a love for the place that He's planted you. Water it and love it and care for it. Love the place that He's put you. Grow in the place that He's put you. Pray for the place that He's put you. It says, as it prospers, you prosper. And so where God plants us, we let our roots go down deep. And what Jeremiah is saying is that when you let your roots go down deep, or the whole world, He develops fruit in us to love the whole world just as He loves the whole world. He develops fruits in us to love all of humanity, to love the ends of the earth, to love all nations. When we let our roots go down deep, He produces in us the fruits to tell the world. So come on City Hope Church, let's make this year the year that we get serious about taking the good news of Jesus far and wide. There is hope for humanity and in 2024, we're gonna tell the world. Awesome. Okay, you need to see this. There I go, walking away. Do you like the merch by the way? Listen, it's hot out here, but I needed to wear the merch, right? Committed to the merch. It's not actually merch, I just had it made for myself. Because how cool is that? Are you guys excited about Tell the World in 2024? Yes? World in 2024, yes? All right, all right, all right. Uh, uh, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I feel a few of you were resonating with that verse in Jeremiah that said, uh, find wives and get married. Was that a word for somebody here this morning? <laughs> Yes, amen. Well, it's awesome to have you here. Hey, I'm going to ask the uh, elders to join me on stage. If you could come up, uh, bring up your chairs with you. While that happens, the hosts are actually going to be passing out these booklets. Uh, so hosts, you can go ahead and start doing that right now. Uh, this is a book filled with a bunch of information about 2024, about this prophetic theme for the year, which we're so excited about. Uh, so please do grab that. You can uh, take the thing and pass it along as we get going this morning. It's going to be awesome. Well, joining me on stage this morning, 
Oh, there we go. We swap in. Uh, joining us this morning is uh, our full eldership team, uh, with the exception of Vaughan and Lorelei, who are busy moving Kezia into her new place in Stellenbosch. Uh, all, all the kids are growing up, right? And uh, so they're off there, but we will hear from Vaughan in a second on video. Uh, but we want to really flesh this out a little bit this morning to say, uh, if this is the theme that God's leading us into, that's great, it's amazing, and we love it. Uh, but let's put some meat to the bones. Let's talk about how do we live that out in 2024. Uh, I've just found over the past five years as we've done Vision Sundays, uh, that's been one of the best things about it is that there's corporately a word, a direction for our church uh, that informs how church life happens for the year. Uh, but it really does get to people's hearts, I've found. This theme uh, informs how we live out our day-to-day -day lives as well. Uh, and so we want to spend the year really going, how do we do that best uh, as a church? How do we do that as individuals? Uh, and so tell the world 2024. I'm so stoked about it. Uh, one of the best things about it, and as, as elders, when we pray and we start asking God about this towards the end of the previous year, um, it sometimes coincides, actually most of the time it coincides with the point in time that we're talking about a preaching plan for the new year. Uh, and I love how that often ties together so well. I think it always has. But this year specifically, um, that we're in the Gospel of Mark, and so much about what Mark is and who Mark is, uh, is about this. It's about being that evangelist, taking action, going, spreading the news, the good news far and wide. Uh, and so this is Malcolm with us. He's one of our non-staff slash marketplace elders. Uh, and you've been very involved this year in helping us get together that preaching plan for the year and how that's all going to look. And so how do you foresee our time in Mark that we're going to be in for the whole year play together well with Tell the World this year? Yeah. Thanks, Sai, and good morning to everybody. Um, definitely, as we were preparing at the end of last year, um, I think we all just felt it's time for us to be back in a gospel. It's been great to be in the Psalms. It's been great to be in, in the prophets and even some of the, some of the epistles. Um, but there's something special about being in a gospel where God kind of speaks for himself in a very unique way where we get to see the picture in the flesh. You know, we get to see Jesus and who he is and what he does um, and what he's all about. And so we were very excited for that. And Mark's gospel... I mean, it, it's short. It's 16 chapters, and we're going to struggle to get through it for the year because it's, it's just so dense. There's so much that happens. Um, but one of the things that I really love is uh, this message in Mark of Jesus is, is doing something. There's not just assertions. You know, sometimes we have this mental assertion, oh, Jesus is the king, and he is the king. But Mark doesn't just tell us he's the king. He simply shows it to us by what Jesus does and by what he says, how he heals people, how he has authority over nature, you know, the wind and the waves, um, and all of those things, even over the spiritual realm. And so Mark's kind of inviting the readers to recognize the authority that Jesus has and to therefore say, well, I want to be part of this kingdom. And so I'm excited for us to go on that same journey where we almost feel ourselves part of the story. So it's not a mental assertion. It's actually, Jesus, you have the authority there. You had the authority then. You have the authority now. You are king over us now. And so we trust you in the same manner. Um, so I'm very excited for that. Um, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to serve us well. It's going to help us to just align ourselves to him. Our allegiance can so often be to other things. But this year we're going to recenter our allegiance on Jesus as the king overall. Um, and so in terms of how that plays out, I think, in practice, 
Uh, we've got the city group material that um, if you're not in a group yet, please, please plug in. I think it's going to be so good for us. Um, we're looking at the first, uh, at least for this initial stint, the first four chapters of Mark and learning how to just read and observe well. Um, you know, sometimes we get caught up in our ideas about themes and topics and what, what Jesus is like. But when we just spend time reading carefully, um, we get to actually see it. We get to have God speak for himself, and our job is to listen well, um, so to speak. You know, listen with our eyes well. Um, and so I think it's going to be a really, uh, a really good time for us just to get sort of noise and fluff out of the way and center on the image of Jesus as portrayed in Mark. Um, and then sort of to complement that, I think, is when we go to Institute, we're going to have uh, a deep dive on Mark where we're going to look at the big picture so that we don't miss the wood for the trees. We can see what happens when we read a small little passage and we can pick apart a sentence perhaps. But in the Institute course, we're going to say, well, what is the big picture that Mark is painting? What's the big story? How is Jesus the Messiah promised in the entire Old Testament. And so we're going to get that small picture and the big picture, which I think is going to be really, really helpful for us. And then hopefully we will be people who respond to Jesus' call, like we heard Duncan preaching, yeah. um, where he called the, the, the disciples and said, leave your boats and come follow me. So I hope we'll be those people. Brilliant. Yeah, I think it's going to be so good. Uh, if you look on the second page in this booklet, it's actually a reading plan through Mark for the whole year. Uh, and so together as a church, we can use this. You can stick it up on your fridge. Uh, and every week there's a new section to go through. And it's slow. So we're going slowly through Mark. Uh, if you scan that QR code on the bottom, it will take you to a link where it's actually got useful tips on how to really get the most out of your time in the Bible, your time in Mark. And so I'd encourage you to do that. But let's go through it together this year uh, as God really speaks to us in this way through the Gospel of Mark. It's really exciting. Uh, moving over to James, uh, we all know James, another elder on staff, and uh, James, uh, there's a lot of practical equipping that can take place as well, and so there's plenty coming up in Institute and other initiatives that we're going to really say, how do we do this? How do we physically learn how to do this, sharing the news, evangelism? How's it going to play out through those? Yeah, that's it. We don't want anyone to feel like, here's a burden. We want to feel like, here, let, let us equip you for this command that Jesus is giving us. Um, and in Institute, we've decided all the courses we're doing in High Certificate this year, we've just chosen to make all of them about this one thing. And so the first course that's coming up, and if you haven't signed up, you've only got two days to do so, it's on Introduction to World Mission. If we take a look at the world map that's on your right, my left over there, every single person in the world is someone Jesus died to save, rural village, no one has ever heard of Jesus, we are the ones that are going to bring that message. And if that touches your heart, if that feels like something that God is pricking your conscience about, maybe you want to come to this course. Um, maybe if you have a heart for missions that's there, and even if you don't, but you, you feel drawn, um, that you want to be a part of God's great mission to reach the world, come through. It's 10 weeks. You will not leave the same. Your heart will be wrecked. It'll be really, really good for you. Uh, the second course is gospel proclamation. That's exactly what we've been talking about. That's preaching the good news of Jesus. If you feel ill-equipped to do that, come through for 10 weeks, and we're going to be all about that, preaching about Jesus and equipping you to do that. I'm going to be on fire because I love preaching about Jesus, and I'm going to teach people to preach about Jesus. It's going to be great. And the third course is apologetics and evangelism. That's defending our faith against the barrage 
of difficult questions that you will get from your friends that don't believe, but turning those conversations into opportunities for them to respond to Jesus and call Him Lord. So these are 10 weeks each. They are robust courses. They're going to equip you. Maybe just pick one and say, that's where I'm going to put my chips down. I want to get equipped there, whether it's preaching world missions or asking and answering tough questions. But then we also have um, our initiatives. Those are just one night, no money. You just rock up here at City Green. We've actually got one at the end of February. It's in your book that you're going to see about that. This one is all about different types of evangelists. So what's going to happen is you're going to pull through and you're going to do a quiz. And we're going to tell you what type of evangelist you are. Um, there's many, many different types. And uh, so you could be a counselor evangelist, a friendship evangelist, an innovator evangelist, a storyteller, a good works, a proclaimer, or an intellectual evangelist. The cool thing is that you don't have to be the person that's an extrovert, wild child out at the mall, standing up saying, let me tell you about Jesus. God has equipped you as you are in your personality to reach the world. As it is, that might not be your primary gift, but we all play a role. And as you are right there, as God has gifted you, you can tell the world. And so we want to help you to fit in your own skin and actually be a gospel proclaimer. Come through to this initiative. You will not be let down. We're going to break up into groups. We're going to do some equipping for you. If you're a friendship evangelist or if you're an intellectual evangelist, we're going to club together and we're going to equip you. And the point is, we don't just want to equip people so they feel equipped. We want to equip people because Jesus told us so. Because God has told us that we are part of building his church. We are part of advancing the kingdom. And we want to help you to be a part of that. Absolutely. I think that's going to be so brilliant. Uh, so we'll announce details about that initiative at the end of the month. But I think everybody should do that. I, I wonder if some people are all of the above, all the evangelists. <laughs> but that's so interesting because so, so often we, we discount ourselves because we're not that extrovert. But actually, there are ways that we share the gospel and we're going to put some tools in hand at that. Very, very good. So another very practical way that you can uh, get involved in this year, last year, as you saw in the video, our first ever cross-border mission trip, which was uh, an incredible milestone for us as a church, but really literally going into the nations. Uh, we're doing it again in 2024. Come on now. And uh, yes, this time you're going to be able to get more involved and uh, you're going to hear some information right now from Vaughn on video. So let's uh, cross over to Vaughn. You know, there's so many things that I'm looking forward to God doing uh, at City this year, and you've heard some of the others speak. I think one of the things that I am particularly looking forward to is we're going to be doing another mission trip. We are hoping to do that in uh, June, July, and uh, we are hoping to go to Lesotho this year. We're still busy speaking to guys there, but that is where we are hoping to go. And I can't wait to see how uh, this church in impacts a nation like uh, Lesotho, and uh, just actually get our hearts, uh, our hands dirty as we, as we take the good news of Jesus uh, to people that we don't uh, necessarily know, uh, but who Jesus knows and who Jesus loves. And uh, he just uses us. And so I'm just trusting that this year uh, there will be more of us that will be able to go on that particular trip and uh, that we will be able to uh, serve God in the situ uh, all for his glory. And so wait and listen out for more details about that in coming uh, weeks and coming months. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be so awesome. Another opportunity uh, to literally go out there into another nation. Uh, and so that's a practical opportunity to get involved this year. Uh, but here at home, I mean, when you're speaking about this concept of, of roots and fruits, we're, we're here, we're at home. Uh, and on a week-to-week basis, we have the opportunity to honestly share the good news, to tell the world immediately around us about Jesus, just here in this room on a Sunday. Uh, Munya, one of our elders, oversees all our, all our hospitality. And so I wanted to get your thoughts on, like, how can we do that just when we're here on a Sunday in this room? How do we evangelize in that context? All right. Um... I'm going to take the long, the long route to answering your question, but I promise I'll be on my two-minute uh, limit. So um, when I look at uh, Christ's ministry, um, there are three things that stood out about his ministry. Belief, behavior, belonging. Now, I'm going to look at focus more on belief, because when we look at uh, our belief system, one of the things that, uh, that we need to cultivate is that particular aspect of it. And how do we do that? We do that by cultivating ownership. Now, when we, deep, when we dig deeper on ownership, how do we take ownership of this place being our home? We need to get plugged in. We need to get plugged in with whatever is happening in our home. So we've got different spaces where you can get plugged in, be it city groups, be it serving teams. And what, what happens is when we get plugged in, um, something, something natural starts happening. We start having an inviting culture. Because once you're plugged in and you call this place home, the next thing you want to do is you want to you rope in your friends, you want to rope in your relatives to say, come in, come through, come and experience what I'm experiencing. So that's one aspect of it. And I think the next one for me would be the something that we also want to do here where we, um, we call it, we uh, don't leave anyone sitting by themselves in church. No one sits alone in church. So by doing that, I think we, 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 we're trying to push ourselves out of our comfort zones. Um, it's easy to gravitate to people you know and like when you get to church. But our big call now is, guys, when we come here, because this is home, we want every single person to feel that this is home. So let's go out and get out of our comfort zones. If you see someone that you don't know, that you're not familiar with, approach them. And let's, that, let's get that spirit going. Because that's the only way that we're going to impact not only Johannesburg, but the world, imagine if we take that mindset wherever we're going. We're going places. Yeah, 100%. I love that. And you know what strikes me is, is there's a subtle difference between an inviting culture and a bring-in culture, right? Uh, eight o'clock gathering and this gathering now met people who physically put neighbors in a car and brought them to church, right? So there's a difference between inviting and bringing, and I think that's, that that's part of it. Like, bring people in. Let's not keep this to ourselves. The gospel is so much bigger than that, right? And so uh, I believe that that's an incredible way to share the gospel right here at home. So brilliant. All right, Dean, one of our marketplace elders who also heads up our CoLab Foundation, which we partner with, uh, all our um, sort of NPO spaces. And Dean, there's opportunity right on our doorstep in a very real way. 
I mean, the fruit is, is there to tell the world about the good news of Jesus through a lot of what you guys are involved with and we're involved with as a church. Uh, so what are some of those ways that you see this year of us being able to share the good news of Jesus in the collab spaces? Thanks, so I'm going to take my cue as I did this morning from our scripture in Jeremiah, which said that we should seek the peace and prosperity of the city, because if the city prospers, you too will prosper. And of course, the communities that we serve, um, we the hands and feet of Jesus to many communities around us. We try and focus on Kaya Sands, Cosmo City, Lanseria, and Dipslert, um, and, and we give money to them, and we, we're seeking for them to prosper so that we may prosper. I think... Um, I'm a business owner. If you're a business owner, I think we should be thinking about profit in a wider way than just looking at financial profit for shareholders because we want our city to prosper. And so we believe that the CoLab Foundation is a credible vehicle to do that. We're very selective about who we partner with. We've got 11 partners at the moment. If you want to see more about them, please go to our website, colabfoundation.org.za, and you'll find all the info that you need on there about our amazing organizations that we partner with, from early childhood development to gender-based violence to raising young boys to be good men uh, to maternity packs in, in public hospitals. There's a wide array of things that we do, but we, as I say, we're very selective about who we partner with. And I know we're talking about local and global today, but we try to keep it really local and do well in our local neighborhood. We had a budget last year of a one million rand, and uh, I'm sitting with one of my fellow directors here, Munya, and uh, I think Pado was in the house this morning as well. And we believe in God this year to double that to two million. We want to take on more partners. We want to we want to have a bigger impact on our on the communities around us. And so please pray for us. Please get involved in giving if you own a business, if you're an individual. Um, it's a great time to give. Financial year end is coming. Um, a lot of businesses are looking to to give at this time of the year. And we section six, section 18A accredited. Uh, so that means that if you give to us, 27% uh, of what you give, if you're a business, will get paid by SARS. Thank you, SARS. And if you're an individual, it depends, obviously, on what your, uh, your marginal tax rate is. Um, sometimes we do our own things. Please look out for the runs that we do. Last year, we did uh, partnered with the character company for the move with a purpose. Uh, and I think we managed to raise around 60,000 Rand for them. And uh, we cleaned up Vitkopen Road last year. Anyone remember that? And by the grace of God and some miracle, it stayed clean. So look out for some of these little events that happen during the year, guys. Please get involved. We want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We always say as well, we don't just want to give people physical food. We want to give them spiritual yeah. food as well. For sure. Thanks, yeah. sir. Incredible. One of the other things that we'll announce in the coming weeks is partnering with an organization it will be a fun run as well, that translates the Bible into other languages. And so isn't that a perfect example of right here at home, we can partner, help raise funds for that organization to translate the Bible into another language for another nation. And so that's a, an, an event that we'll be having in March that we all hear about shortly. So lots to look forward to. Thank you so much, Dean, for all you guys do through CoLab as well. We so appreciate it. All right, Lester, Next Gen, Best Gen. Can we give it up for Next Gen this morning? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, good morning, everyone. Like Sai said, my name is Lester. And we're so stoked uh, for this moment. Um, how does this play out in next year? Before I get there, I do just want to shout out our amazing registration team. How good was Reg this morning getting your children checked in? Somewhat seamless. It's going to get even better, I promise. I hope. Um, how does this play itself out in next year? Man, we 
don't see next gen again just as a babysitting service we don't see this just as a place where you guys get fed on jesus and we'll just play a few games with kids no we believe that god can move mightily in your children's lives in young people's lives and like the goal is to go tell the world what we feel like the emphasis we need to speak on is we know that our generation of young people are getting bombarded with so much media, so much about who God is, so much about who they should be, what they sh if they think they're this way, they should go like this. And we just want to silence all the noise and we want to say, hey, let's get back to basics on who God is. We can't share something we don't fully understand. And it's important that if we want to be shaped or molded by anything, we want to be shaped and molded by the good news of who God is. So we're trusting that across our nation space, this will happen. And kind of the verse that we just want to echo for our young people is found in Timothy. And it's a very famous verse when it comes to young people. And I think sometimes it can just be watered down. But there's so much goodness in this. And this is what it says. Command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the example for believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourselves to public reading of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. And we, we're just trusting that for our next gen space. That as we get back to basics on who God is, that we as the next generation, our young people will be able to set an example of who God is. And in doing so, effectively tell the world about who he is. Man, I just want to encourage you with all the parents in the room just for a second. Man, God is doing something super amazing in the next generation. I look at people like Jonathan Kipper at the back, Evan Dunbar. It's just like God is bringing young people. Even if you don't know, Evan came to youth on Friday and he jumped on drums and he absolutely killed it. A young man using his gifts to glorify God and telling people through a gift. Uh, my nephew is sitting over there. He's super young and super cute. I've been staring at him the whole time. We want to create a space that one day he can grow up and he can know the foundation of who Jesus is and that he can declare the goodness of God. That's what we're trusting for our next gen space. And I'd really, really love for you to pray with us for this generation. That this is not a generation that will be given over to anything else, but this will be a generation that would be marked by God. And I hope you get really excited. There's a lot that we can discount this generation, but I believe if we would go on our knees and pray for them, that they would go so much further and do amazing things from the kingdom. I'm getting really emotional. I'm getting a little bit off script, but I hope you hear my heart. Pray with us. Are you guys excited about that? Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. Come on wonderful. now. Thank you so much. Uh, to our incredible Next Gen team, uh, there's also a page in this book with a bunch of the information pertaining to Next Gen. And so, yeah, just so excited to see what God's doing in and through that department in the life of the church. Uh, I'm going to jump in over here. Uh, going to take a little bit more than the allocated two minutes uh, because uh, I get to speak about something that is super close to uh, our heart and the church's heart. Uh, and that, of course, is the development of our future auditorium down below there. Can we start off by giving thanks for all that he's already done in that space in one year, last year? It's been absolutely miraculous. Uh, I see at the back, right at the back, sits Kurbis Kutsia. He's our project manager and engineer on this project. And man, thank you so much, Kurbis, for everything that you've done and continue to do with this project. Uh, but on behalf of all of us as elders, we want to say collectively thank you for the incredible way that you've sown and given into that project happening there. God willing, we're going to be moving into that new auditorium in his time, in the not-too-distance future. We continue to pray for his provision on that. And uh, so 
all that we're speaking about here today, all of this that we're speaking about, uh, is exactly what we're doing at City Hope Church and at City Green, that we're prioritizing that this is our home. This is literally our home, okay? So this is where God has called us to put down our roots. We know and we've seen as He does that, as we do it, as we put down our roots, He develops in us the fruit for a passion, a heart for the rest of the world, to love the world like he loves the world. But we start here. We start at home. And so I just love it. I feel like a phrase for us this year is heart for our home. In fact, that's what we're calling it this year, our 2024 gift day for that building, heart for our home. Because I've just loved seeing it. I've loved seeing our hearts explode for it, what God can do there, the lives that he can touch as we continue to move forward. And so we put down our roots deep there because it's from this place, amen? It's from this place that we get to tell our neighbors, to bring our neighbors, to invite people, to bring people. It's from this place that we leave and go on these short-term mission trips and share the gospel and come back. From this place, God does so much in us to produce that fruit for the rest of the world. So I'm so excited about it. I mean, what One of the things that I just love, I speak about this all the time, if you want to speak about the ability to share the good news far and wide, every single Sunday right now, we broadcast this 10 a.m. gathering uh, to many people, and the last time I checked, there was nine or ten different nations represented on the broadcast. I mean, isn't that amazing that what we can do from this place, from home, can have a direct impact around the rest of the world. And while I'm on that, I wanted to throw this in right now. As we broadcast from here, every single one of you has the ability to broadcast from your phone. What you put out from your phone on your social media is something that you've decided to tell the world. Amen? And so we can choose to feed into the negativity of the world through our social media, or we can choose to use it for good. And we can choose to use that device that you have in your pocket today to share the good news of Jesus, to share hope that, was, that is in Jesus. And so we have got a multitude of ways that we get to do this, but we do it from here. And God's put us here. I'm so grateful for the family that he's put around us and the heart that we have for this home. And so in 2024, we continue with the construction of our brand new auditorium. For those of you who might be new, uh, we're building a 500-seater auditorium down below there uh, to house more people, to get more people in here, to share the good news of Jesus with more people, and most importantly, to free up this whole space for the next gen. That's for me the best part about it. We need to create space for this growing next gen. You know, in Jeremiah where it says, have children and increase. We're doing that quite well. I'm not going to lie. a lot of children. There's a lot of increase. Come on. Yes. Wonderful. Uh, heard a secret this morning of, a, of a, another pregnancy. So it's beautiful. God is, God is growing us in many ways uh, with a lot of babies. But we need to create the space, and that's part of the heart behind it. And so we continue. If you look behind me, one year ago on Vision Sunday 2023, that's what it looked like down there. I mean, can you believe it? That's what we started with. Uh, and then today, literally the latest photo, is that what it looks like? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Yes, big round of applause. Um, and so that was all part of the first package that we went into last year when we launched this. Um, we announced it's a 26 million rand total project. That's the total, total project, including the actual building side of it, the professional fee side of it, the city power side of it, the whole thing. Um, by God's grace, through your generosity as a church, I want to say thank you so much. Uh, in one year, we raised just under 6 million rand towards that. So thank you so much. We can thank God for that as well this morning. Because that's 6 million rand... 
uh, has enabled us to do all of that. So everything, as you know, we've said it before, we haven't taken out a loan on this project. We're not going into debt on this project. Amen. We move in step by step as God allows us to. That's how we're doing it, because we know that God's timing is perfect. He will lead us. He'll guide us. We've got the vision that he's given us for us, and we believe he'll get us there. Uh, But we're relying on God's uh, provision, your generosity as a church towards this to be able to see the completion of it. So thank you so much. Uh, We're going to be moving then into the next package of work. And so this is a really exciting stage of the development, because the next package is going to see all the brickwork around the entire building be completed. So you'll see that there are certain rooms back there. Um, I think you were showing some of the renders earlier as well, just of where we get into uh, at the end. This is the renders of where we get into. So all that ground floor brickwork we're going to complete in this next package. Uh, The acquiring and conversion of the containers. So the upper level, all the breakout rooms on the upper level are containers. Uh, So all of that work. Um, The electrical conduiting that will be laid in the floor is part of this package. And then laying of the actual slab, the final floor slab. That's all part of the next package. It's an exciting package because then what we'll have by the end of that is a complete building. So it will be closed off. It will be walled in. It will have its floor. We'll have a complete building down there. Uh, And then the fun and games start. Anyone who's been involved in construction when you move inside and you start with interior, uh, which is that will be future packages that we're able to move into. And so this is really, really exciting for us. And, um, you know, this is our home. And so as we've done this, as we've gone about this, as we've put up our hand and put our, our hands to the plow, we, we, we've committed to say this is our home and we're part of it. And so as we move into this next package, uh, I would love to ask you to take the opportunity once again, as we stand at the beginning of the year, Vision Sunday is kind of our new year, uh, to say, how is God stirring you? How is God stirring you as a family to be involved in this project once again this year? Uh, and so at the back of this book, you'll find a whole bunch of great information about the project, what we've accomplished, what, where we're going next, uh, as well as the tear-off pledge form. So this is our pledge to City Green in 2024. Uh, And I would really ask you to take that home and prayerfully consider uh, what is God stirring you to give? How is he stirring you to contribute towards getting us there uh, in the new year? Now, in this year, Uh, obviously, if we were to be able to raise that 20 million uh, quickly, we'd be able to finish this definitely easily within this year. That would be uh, very quick and easy to do. If we raise a similar amount that we raised as last year, we'd be able to do a substantial amount of work. Uh, But as I said last year, and I'm reiterating it again this year, The point of this is for every single one of us who are calling this church our home to be involved. And so it's less about the amount that God leads you to give, and it's more about every single one of us putting our hand up and saying, I'm going to be part of it because this is my family, this is my home, and I want to buy into the stream that we have for telling the world about Jesus through this home. And so that's our encouragement to you this year. All the information is there. Uh, As per last year, here in the foyer against the wallpaper of City Green, uh, there's the box that you can drop off your pledge cards in. Uh, But I'm not asking you to hurry about it. I'm not asking you that you need to necessarily go do that today. It's something for you to pray about individually. Uh, And every single one of us will be involved and we'll see how God continues to move us forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you excited about that this year? Amen. I really, yeah, we can, we can clap that. 
Awesome. Well, listen, there's, so there's a lot. Like this, this is a lot. I feel so excited. This is probably the most full of faith and anticipation I've felt on a Vision Sunday for the year ahead. I know God's going to do incredible things in us and through us. And how many of you know we can't do this on our own? Amen? This we need God for. And so I'm going to hand over to Duncan, who's going to talk us through uh, a week of prayer and fasting that we're actually going to go into right now. Yeah, I think uh, you've heard this if you were around last week. Um, Sai gave us an update that we were going to be jumping post this Vision Sunday uh, into a week of fasting and prayer. And uh, I, I think it's, there's general excitement across this because this is the first time as a kind of corporate church in this season of City Hope Church that we're doing a corporate all-together uh, church-wide fast. Uh, and it's an exciting time specifically because... It's a moment where we want to walk into the big purpose that God has for us. It's big. You can see there's so much going on. But with big purpose means we have to be a people who are prepared. And so fasting and prayer is something that we believe is going to prepare us for the purpose that God is calling us to. And that means as we step into this, if Jesus is our foundation, what we want to build into that foundation is fasting and prayer. Understanding that we're dependent on Him. And so you might have some questions if you've never done this before or never done it in a court setting around the, the why, what, and how of a church-wide fast. But I want to encourage you. Uh, the why of fasting and why we believe we should be doing this is twofold. The first one is that we see it modeled in Scripture. And so you can see examples of it in the Old Testament and the New Testament. As God's people were called into a great purpose, as they were hearing from God, discerning His voice, uh, getting ready for the big work that God had called, they would always be set in prayer and fasting. Because often what it would do is turn their eyes back to Jesus. And so set them up as prepared people for the purpose that he had. The other side to it is that it actually is a moment where we actually are going to deprive ourselves, uh, sacrifice something that we're dependent on, something like food, if we're going to fast food, uh, because in that moment of fasting what you are dependent on, you have an ultimate realization that there is dependence on Jesus and Jesus alone. And so if I forego something that I'm dependent on, in the midst of prayer and seeking God, what we find is actually ultimately Jesus is it. I can fast something in the physical, but know an ultimate spiritual truth that we stand on Jesus and Jesus alone. That actually we go forward in his power, that we go forward in his provision, that we go forward by the power of his spirit. It's not by power, it's not by might, but the power of his spirit. And so what this is going to look like for us uh, is we will be fasting from Monday to Friday this week. And so starting tomorrow, we'd encourage you to join us in it. Uh, as a church-wide fast, what we are going to be committing to is giving up food, fasting from food from sunrise to sunset. Uh, and with that, as we are praying and seeking God, what you will find is as you give up on uh, dependence on something physical, we are set and foundationally based in a dependence on Jesus and Jesus alone. And so that's what it's going to look like. I know some people might have a problem with uh, food. I'll encourage you. Uh, what, the whole point of a fast is to give up, sacrifice something you're dependent on. And so if for a medical condition or for some other reason you can't fast food, there will be something you're dependent on. Something you can sacrifice uh, for the week and still be a part of this as we seek God together. And then uh, as, a, as a moment of prayer, what we're going to be doing on Wednesday evening, and I'd invite every single person to be it, it's not a moment to be missed. So often in church life, the, the lowest attended meeting is a prayer meeting. Uh, that should not be the case this week. Uh, on Wednesday night, we want to gather 
as a church to corporately pray to seek God because he's calling us to a great work. We've discerned his voice. We've heard his call, his call to tell the world. And we cannot step another, we can't go another step without his power. And so we want to seek him in prayer because he has to unite us together. And so on Wednesday evening, right here in this building, in this room, uh, we're going to gather to pray um, together in the middle of our fast as we're seeking him and, and sorting out. I hope that you have a great time. I know so many people are excited for this. God does something special when his people are serious about being obedient to his word, about seeking his heart, about seeking his face, but ultimately walking prepared by, the, by his power and his spirit into the purpose that he has. And that's what we're going to do. Awesome. I think that's going to be so great and uh, really would love to see you there. Uh, joining in on the fast and then joining us on Wednesday. It's going to be awesome. So we're saying Monday sunrise to sunset, Tuesday sunrise to sunset, not Monday sunrise to Friday sunset. Correct. Unless you want to. That could be a way of doing it. Uh, but Monday to Friday. Uh, who else feels that they're dependent on coffee and maybe needs to foster coffee in their life? Yes. Uh, but can we thank our elders so much for helping us through that this morning? That was great. Thank you so much. Are you excited for the year? Amazing. Uh, I'm going to ask you to stand up with us right now as we uh, begin to wrap up. Uh, we've got one more thing to do, and uh, this is just a, a practical sort of outworking of what we've been speaking about this morning. Uh, I really do believe that uh, as we've been speaking and going through Tell the World 2024, that God has been stirring up in your own hearts, and I know He's been stirring up in my heart as well as we've been speaking about it, uh, that he, he gives us um, hearts for other nations, uh, for home, but for other nations as well. And so uh, I think that every single one of you in the room would either have another nation of the world that you um, have influence in, and by that I mean maybe you've got family living in Australia, or maybe you've got friends in the States, or maybe you've got a missionary friend in some other country, or whatever the case might be. You've got some influence in that country because you've got some relationships in that country, and God can actually work through that. Uh, others of you have just got a heart for a certain country. Maybe you've never even been there. Maybe you don't know anyone there, but for some reason, God's got a certain nation on your heart. I saw a couple of those on the map earlier. How did somebody stick a sticker on that most random place? But God does that, and he puts nations on our hearts. And so what I'm going to encourage you to do right now is uh, we're going to sing one last song. The band's going to lead us in a song called Tell the World. And as we do that, if you make your way over to the wall on your right, to the world map over there, there are gold stickers and silver stickers. The gold ones are for nations that God has on your heart. So just think gold for your heart. The silver stickers are for nations you may have some influence in, some family in. You can already see just after one gathering, there are stickers in basically every part of the world. Isn't that amazing? And I believe by the end of today, we'll be amazed at the influence in the heart that just this one local church has for the whole world. Isn't that awesome? So, there's no order. You can move over to that wall. Uh, James is there. Uh, some guys, Munya's there to help you with your stickers. And if you don't know where a certain nation is on the map, just ask them. They'll help you. Uh, but let's do that. And let's sing together that we're going to tell the world, amen, that Jesus lives. Let's do it.